Hey, so just to let y'all know what we on today, man. Uh, we had a little bit of an interaction yesterday that uh, I feel like needs to be addressed. Uh, and not necessarily something that's more controversial, but uh, something more that needs to be heard about and need to be talked about a little bit more often, which is uh, mental health for men. Uh, I feel like that, that's that's honestly something that uh, a lot of people need to hear about and need to understand a little bit more from a man perspective. Uh, because, of course, we hear all day, every day long, uh, well, every day, all day long, that uh, you know women go through some of the, the most uh, traumatic experiences in their lives and uh, you know, we always talk about how we need to protect our women because, you know, they're going through so many things from uh, personal everyday life to childbirth to, you know, new endeavors. And I don't think men get to get the opportunity or the platform to really talk about what we go through as individual men that may be just as bad or be just as hard to get through, like, as opposed to something that a, a woman may be going through. You know what I mean? So uh, uh, just to kind of pop it off, man. Um, so the conversation we started uh, was centered around men's mentality. And I, I think as a man, I can personally speak for myself when I say um, I, I don't necessarily look for people to confide in. I don't look for people to uh, talk to outside of my brothers. You know what I mean? And uh, I think a lot of times that kind of hurts us because we don't get the opportunity to really talk to anybody outside of who we're comfortable with because we don't feel like there's a. Uh, we, I, I think it's it just, I don't feel like personally, I can't speak for them too, but I don't feel like I, I can really trust too many people with the information that I have about myself. Um, but it's kind of weird, man. Um, I know, I know with these guys, man, they, they probably feel like they probably can find someone, but I personally can't find anyone to like really like give my feelings to because I feel like every time I do, it kind of gets slapped back in my face, so I get betrayed in some kind of way. So I kind of, I kind of settle myself in. What was you gonna say, though, Jock? Hey, Jock. Hey, Jock, you ain't got no audio for some reason. Hold on. Yeah, no. Nah, I ain't got no audio from you, bro. Be real with you. I hear you, I hear you in my headphone, bro, but they, they can't be on YouTube at all. Be on some goofy shit sometimes, be real. Oh. 
<laughs> nah, you ain't got to, bro, because I only think I can hit Mike for real. Nah, not, not on YouTube. Yeah. Let me see if I can catch your audio. Yeah, when I say none of that. Somebody turn off some water or something? Hey, there we go. All right, go ahead, bro. You might have to start oh, y'all can hear me now? Yeah, you're going to start from top, though, bro. Okay. So, like I you know was saying, where was... Uh, Mike, Mike, you with us? I hope so. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. All right. So, yeah, like I was saying, though, was... um, Hold on, let me... Turn off the YouTube double sound. Uh, what I was saying though was like, bro, I took a a, a a few months ago. I took a sexual assault class, uh, sexual sexual assault prevention response team or whatever. And in that class, we was talking about uh, men who've been sexually assaulted and men with mental health. And the crazy thing is, is like the biggest thing. There's two things about men with mental health. Like most of the time, men just are too prideful to speak up. Two. The second thing is uh, men get looked at as weak when they do do that shit. But I was saying, like, when Mike said, you know, how he touched on last week when we was on the episode, he was touching about how his uh, pops passed away and he had to go to the chapel for four, four months. It's people like him that I'm looking at, like, bro, you went to seek help and you got help for yourself because you knew you was in a dark place. And I feel like you're stronger than anybody in the world because not most, uh, not many men going to do that. Yeah, honestly, like, uh, even with myself, like, you know what I'm saying? I find myself, when I when I get depressed, bro, I go into a shelter in my own my own chest. I go into my own chest, and I go into my own head. And a lot of times, it, it I feel like it's beneficial to me. And, you know, given, I, I know from perspective, um, me following, following my emotions and relying on myself to get through it by my damn self is not healthy. But that's the way I feel like I can cope with my shit and I can get through it. But I know there's people that actually need some kind of counsel or need some kind of guidance so they can actually get somewhere, uh, you know, outside of how they feel. But I, I feel like all that stuff is contrary to actually having, uh, having, you know, that personal that personal vendetta because you can also have a vendetta against yourself for not taking care of yourself the proper way mentally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's I mean, some people just generally don't want help. They don't. Some people don't. Now, I, I personally, me personally, when I when I'm going through something or whatever, I don't go. I'm not going to go to a stranger. That's just my personal thing. I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to pay a counselor to sit there with a piece of paper and jot down what I got going on compared to, uh, I'd much rather, which I do, if I'm going through something, I'm going to call one of my homies or I'm going to call my mama. You feel me? Somebody who, who, who might be being able to uh, see it from the outside looking in or see it from a different angle or at least, if it's somebody that's going to judge my situation, it's somebody that I respect already. Right. Like, bro, you're going to give me 100% what I need to hear. I don't want to hear no no crazy stuff. Well, maybe you should just look at it this way. No, I want to hear some real shit. Like, bro, if I fucked up, let me know that the reason I'm in this place is because of my fuck up. Not nobody else's, but mine. If, if it's not me, then you let me know that. Like, and that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, 
I always would go to a homie or or you know somebody somebody that's close and near and dear to my heart for for oh. to help me get out of that depression. You don't want nobody that's just gonna tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, that, that I want somebody who's gonna be real with me. Right. The funny thing is, you brought up a uh, you brought up a, a counselor, right? So I, I have mm-hmm. a personal opinion, and I mean everybody everybody has their own opinions. I don't feel like I need to go seek help from a from a psychiatrist or a therapist or a counselor because sometimes I feel like their motives are driven based off of what they can make an income, and a lot of times they give exactly. you so, they only give you so much information to take home with you. So that you can really evaluate just that aspect of what's going on with you personally. And then come and back. You got to come back and you got to spend another grand or you got to come back and spend another hundred dollars or come back here and, and give them another fifty dollars, whatever the situation may be financial wise mm-hmm. or financially. Uh, but like when I talk to my home ones, it's free game. And I don't mean free game like I'm using my boys as like a, a, a crutch to lean on when I really need that support. But I can go to my boys and they can tell me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just given my, my current circumstances right now, like I'm, I'm going through a, a separation period, right? And of course, I'm going to get y'all involved because now we, we brotherhood. It's a podcast. We're going to talk about it. I'm going through a transition where I'm no longer in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? And going from the first episode to now, you would think, damn, this just happened real quick, but you don't know what led up to it. So I can talk to my boys all day long and they can tell me, you know, Jay, I, I feel what you're saying, you, but you're putting too much weight on you, which they said, you're putting too much weight on yourself. You know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to take a step back and you got to realize, like, it's not just all you. But who can I talk to other than my boys? Because if I go talk to Bib and Bob and Sue down in, in the uh, theatrics or, you know, talk to a therapist or talk to a counselor or talk to a, a psychoanalyst or whatever the situation may be, they're going to try to read my mind from whatever what it is. I don't need you filling my head up with more, more issues than I already have because the issues that you're trying to bring out are not even concerns to me. But that's pretty much what that's for. So, yes, I'm going to turn to my boys. But a lot of times I don't even turn to them because sometimes I feel like it's just some shit I need to handle myself. But that's the mentality. And I feel like it, it's very egotistical for me not to want to go talk to somebody other than who I'm comfortable talking to. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go talk to them because I know they're going to tell me the truth. You know what I mean? But now, See, but that's where, that's where, that's where uh, the problem stems, if you think about it. Like you say... I don't want to go talk to my boys because I feel like there's some situations that I can handle all myself, which is, which can be true sometimes. Like, but I'm still going to go to my boys. You feel me? Cause it's like, even if I handle the situation, I'm still going to come to the boys. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want the weight, that weight on my shoulders. I feel like it's, it's crazy, bro. Cause we were just talking, uh, me and you was just talking earlier this week. SB, and I told you, cause remember when I told you we went through, when I ha- had a similar situation to the situation you're going through, the moment I spoke it out into the world, the moment I said that, it felt like the whole weight was lifted. Nothing, it was no longer heavy. And I felt free. And I felt like I could just, I could walk through the valley of the shadows of death. Quote, that's J. Cole, put that in the reference uh, thing. <laughs> but, it me, you know what I'm saying? But it, 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 felt, it felt better to me, you feel me? Like, like I, I'd much rather, it, what, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to get at like, uh, that, that's what us men need though, for real, is we need to not, to stop putting the weight of the world on our shoulders. You need a support system. When we got people that's out here, when I got people, you know what I'm saying, we got people that's out here and it's not even looking at the whole crutch. I'm not gonna look at, I'm not gonna look at you and Mike as a crutch, but I'm gonna look at y'all like my boys. Because when I when I speak it out into this world and that weight, get, y'all, y'all gonna see it before I even feel it. Y'all gonna see it in my face like, damn, that weight just came off his shoulders. Not And all he did was speak. All he did was speak. Or all he did was seek the help that he needed. 
And then it's and, and it, it also it also when I say go to the boys, it also creates a better bond because you know what I'm saying. Then I could say something like like my situation I went through back in 2017. That situation I went through in the same situation you followed me up in and did in 2018. When we spoke that shit to each other, that created such a strong bond between me and you as we like and because we got that shit work together. Yeah, we we went we helped get each other through that situation to where we because most men in that situation would fall, bro. Most men would break and and say fuck everything. We was able to talk each other through it and and take another step every day, another step every week. Therefore, we wasn't taking six steps forward to take seven steps back. We took six steps forward. We might take one step back, but then we take six more steps forward, and we seen the we seen the end of it. We got through our situation. And I don't, I don't deal with that situation no more. That situation is, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy I got out of it and I, I, I found myself. And you did the same thing. So I found myself. <laughs> hey, look. I mean, but, but, but same thing with Mike. Yeah, true. Same thing with Mike. I've known Mike for less than a year, bro. Yet, when I broke down certain shit for him, he looked at me like, wow. And then when he came to me about shit he was going through, that's that right there is what created us being brothers. That's where me and Mike was like, damn, nah, that we brothers. We brothers now. We we in this to we in this to the to the end, to the wheels fall off, you feel me? Right. And see, uh, so Phil out of the coming, he said, uh, I feel like it's the way we came up, not saying the shit right. And he absolutely right. It, it's not nah, for real. If you got I ain't gonna say everybody in your life, but if if every time it's like an issue or something. And motherfuckers like, oh, suck that shit up. Mm-hmm. You gonna learn to be like, ah, I ain't gotta talk about this shit. Fuck it. It's like we talked about last week when I said when you twenty plus years, it's hard to get about that situation. Exactly. For for twenty plus years, we was all raised like I talked. I talked great about my pop last week. Talked great about him early in my life. Early, early in my life. He used to tell me, hey, bro, fuck that shit up, bro. Get, uh, get up off your ass, bro, and bounce back. But then I also told y'all he taught me how to tap into that emotion. Yeah. Eventually, eventually for him as a man, one day he woke up and realized that holding bottling stuff in is not the way to go. So when he taught me to do that, when he taught me to, like, let that shit out, everything became easier for me, bro. Like, I literally walk around with no chip on my shoulder because I, I, don't, I refuse. I refuse to, bro. I ain't going to let nothing get me out of character. But I damn sure ain't going. My pop said some tough shit one day. That nigga looked at me. I, was, I forgot what I was going through at the time, but that nigga looked at me and was like, bro, you can't nobody be mad that you got emotions. You're a person. You're a man, too. You got emotions just like everybody else. You get sad, happy, mad just like everybody else. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, yeah, uh, we, we talk about that shit, man, and, and, and nobody calls out the fact that it's so contradic- uh, contradictory, right? So early on, we talk. That we need to suck it up. We need to we need to hold our emotions in. We need to not show so much emotion. And then we get into the real world. And it's almost like we we find us a woman, and that woman wants us to instantly be that exact same way. But then they also want you to be intact with your intact with your with your with your feminine side, so to speak, or be more in contact with your emotions. And it's like you can't find a balance because one day you're gonna be too emotional, another day you're gonna be too masculine. And then the day you try to mix it in together, it's almost oh. like you can't do it because now. There's too much fire and too much water, and you can't make fire and water turn into air. You know what I mean? Like we can make it condensate for a period of time, but you—it's only so much smoke you're gonna get out of water and fire. Eventually, uh, it's gonna get put out. You ready? 
Hey, listen to what you just said. We gonna we gonna break it down to how generic it is for men not to have emotions. You ready? Yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. You just said get in touch with your what side? Your, your feminine side, so to speak. I, I peeped that. Why not be your emotions? But that's what I'm saying. That's how that's how we were taught. Because you got that's what I'm saying. Exactly. So like it's so generic. That it's like yeah, everybody has you think, a, you think you're crying, you think emotions, you think feminine. When in reality, everybody got emotions. Everybody yeah. went through these emotions. But see, that's that's why I'm saying, all got emotions. You got to understand, like when we were when we were brought up and we were taught these things, whether it be from parents or be from person uh, persons that we consider our our partners or our friends or whatever the situation may be, they they see anything emotional or anything attached with your emotions. As something that's equal to or of value of feminine uh, feminism, and honestly, I mean, in so many ways you could say that, but in so many other ways you could say, man, damn, like, can I just be a man that got emotions? Like, I, yeah. should, I shouldn't be tied to a physical a pronoun because or a description of something because I choose to show my emotions or give my emotions out to someone. And, and now, it see, my thing is, my thing is, when we when you grow up, bro, when we grown up, and you find that your significant other. Uh, like the person I'm dealing with now, bro. When I found her, it was so easy to tap into that emotion with her. It was easy as hell because I knew she was never gonna judge me. But that's a scary thought that a man can't, a man not gonna tap into his emotions because he thinks to himself like they're gonna judge me, or like you said, people perceive him as, oh, you you act a real feminine like right now. But that's real. It's real though. It's real shit, bro. Like, if, if somebody see me crying on the street, bro, if he crying, he really going through some shit. Niggas is not gonna go help that man. They are gonna be like, oh, that nigga a bitch. That nigga acting like a bitch, and that's but that's fucked up to think though. Hey, hey, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes hit me out. Sometimes it's not about him being a bitch. Sometimes they just think he crazy. That's sometimes they think he crazy. But what if it, it's all going into that man's mental health right there? That whatever that man is going through at that moment that he's sitting on the sidewalk. On a damn on a crate with a cigarette and a and a bottle of cheap vodka crying. But something's going on. Something is going on in that man's head and he obviously needs help. And that's his cry out for help right there. Why are we not reaching out to that man to give him help instead of like why why are we sitting there walking up like bro, you acting like a bitch instead of hey bro, what's good? Talk to me. The crazy thing is, bro, I think that ties more into having someone behind you behind you, like having a support base. And I don't mean like, the support base is coming in so many ways and so many forms. Like I, I told you last episode, uh, uh, one of the biggest influences in my life as as a male figure outside of uh, my, my next door neighbor, I consider him my uncle Marco. But I also had Benjamin Polite. You know what I mean? Benjamin Polite was uh, for those who wasn't in on the last episode. He was my uh, chorus teacher in high school from tenth grade to twelfth grade. And every, that boy's the same. Hey, I mean that's my that's my gift. It's just something I don't I don't talk about. But um. I fought to be in his class. They actually took me out of course after 10th grade year after I passed and they said I didn't necessarily need any more uh, any more arts class, so to speak, in high school anymore since I passed my one semester and got my full credit. But I fought to get back in this class the last two years. Um, the reason I brought that up is because no matter what we go through, there's always a circumstance where you're going to need somebody. And if you don't have a support base, that's where you lose yourself. And my support base at that time was Benjamin Polite. And regardless of what anybody feels like, I didn't have a rough upbringing. I didn't have a, a hard childhood. I didn't have many things going wrong. I mean, you know, everybody has a life circumstances where something happens at some point. But I never had. Mm-hmm. I never had to face homelessness. I never had to uh, face poverty to 
the degree where I didn't have a home or was on the verge of losing a home. But I can say that I went through some things as as an individual that I didn't talk about, but I seek for a male figure to actually teach me some things, even if he didn't know he was teaching me things. And it kind of goes into my today's life because there's so many things that people don't even realize that a man actually needs outside of, you know what I'm saying, a father figure. But sometimes you just need someone to guide you in the right direction. If you don't have anybody to guide you in the right direction, you need somebody to be behind your back 100%. And, and when I say 100%, I mean 100%. Like, I, I finally realized, like, the, the, the term 50-50 is not a thing. Because 50-50 is just two people going in halfway, not necessarily two people going in all the way. And for so many, so for so long, and this is not to speak about, like, any specific relationships. So I don't want anybody, like, you know what I mean, read, read too deep into it. But for so long, I, I felt like 50-50 was the way. And then I realized like 100-100 was what, what you actually want to go for. And when I go for that 100-100, I started realizing like, damn, like in this situation, damn, I'm, I'm the only one putting in effort. Why am I really putting this effort? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm giving so much energy and so much effort towards this one individual thing. And I can't figure out why it's not working. And then you finally realize like I'm giving 100. And my support system is giving me 30%, but my support system is giving me 50%, or they're giving me 70%, but it's not 100. It's giving me everything but 100. You see what I'm saying? And that shit yeah. makes man fall into a depression. And when I, when, I, when I say depression, I mean, like, literally depressed, but we can't show that emotion. We can't show that feeling. We can't, we can't tell anybody how we feel because in, in today's society, it's not about how a man feels. It's not about what it feels like to be a complete individual in something someone on the same level as a woman, a lot of times now it just feels like we're almost in competition with ourselves because there's no one that's supposed to do more than what we're supposed to do. And then that was more mental issues. A lot of times, bro, and I've been looking at like, like, don't get me wrong, I'm a young man. I'm 24. I'm not old by no shape, way, standard. But you 24, you look 45. Hey, bitch, everybody ain't as old as you. Yeah, I'm trying to say, I think they're pushing 40, man. Everybody don't look as old as you. Um, bro, a lot of times, bro, like, the support system people have, they don't realize they have it. So a lot of times they're pushing them away, and they should be embracing them. So, I mean, sometimes, bro, like, people go through things, and I understand everybody go through things, and it might put you as a, a, a one-track-minded person. If you're going through it and you just worried about it, but don't push away the support system you got. If you got a support system and it's there and they're trying to show you that they're there, don't push them away. Be cautious, though, because some, some people will, like, use that shit against you, but if it's a real support system, like, there's no point to push them away and they're trying to help you. Because I've learned that talking about it is way easier than just holding this shit in. Because when I hold shit in, I, get, I just get mad, like, I'm just boiling, and it's just gonna take one little tiny thing. Now I'm going off. Like one little fill of the glass, and it's a wrap. Everything yeah. just flips over. But so what I was gonna touch on, which I like that point, Mike. I, I love that point you just made. To add on to that, though, what I was gonna say was people realize people fail to realize that we're all humans, right? right. So I have, sometimes I have to take that step back and realize that my support system. Yes, they're my support system. But my to be going through something in that same exact moment that I'm going through something. You feel me? So I can't, I mean, I can expect a hundred. We, 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 
we all going in a hundred, a hundred. But if you going through something, I don't, I, I, I logically can't be like, you're going to be a hundred percent there for me when I need you. You're going through something. You feel me? Like you might give me 45% of you. Cause the last, uh, 55 is you focus on your other shit. You know what I'm saying? You going through something too, but that, that's where it comes into play where we got to meet in the middle. Because if I'm going, if you're going through something, I'm going through something. As a man, bro, like when I tell you my shit and I start talking my shit, and and like it's so crazy because this shit happened to me on deployment. When I found out my pop fan, I was on deployment, bro. And it's one of one of the guys on there, uh, God rest his soul, RIP. He, he he's gone now. He's no longer with us. But I remember being on that boat, bro. And I'm like, I had literally maybe 15 minutes prior to that moment just found out my pop passed away. And I'm on the boat, bro, and I'm crying, bro. I'm sitting in the smoke pit, bro. I'm, I'm, bro, I went through like four, five cigarettes in a matter of minutes. And bro come up to me, and he don't realize that I'm going through something. He just start laying it all out. He lay everything out, bro. My wife at home doing this. I feel like she's doing that. She's doing this. But I can't even give you my whole my whole support right now because my, my mind, my mental is fucked up. And I, I, I appreciate you bringing this shit to me to try to take my mind off of it, even though you didn't realize that you was doing it. But my mind is truly fucked up right now. Like, I'm, I'm out here in the middle of the water to myself, what can I do? Because my pops is gone, and I can't do nothing. Before you finish, helping somebody else with their problems, even though you're going through something, might help you. It does. It does. That's what I'm saying. So I said, like, you, like I said, is when you're going through your own shit and somebody come up to you and start telling you they shit, it takes your mind off your shit for a second. But sometimes the shit that you're going through weighs so heavy because you have not put that shit out. You have not went and seek the help that you personally needed. You can't be effective to that other person. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm, my mind is focused on, so I'm only hearing every other word that you're saying. you like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And all I hear is blah, blah, white. X, Y, Z, cheese. X, Y, Z, bold. Your wife cheated on you? Bro, that was not even the conversation. I was talking about how my wife was over here doing this, and I cheated on the test to make first. Oh, shit. My bad, bro. My mind somewhere else, though. Hey, you know, the, the crazy thing, yeah. bro, is I, I hear what both of y'all saying, but I'm a little different, bro. I, 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 have a, I have a tendency of when I get in situations like that, I just shut down. You shut down? Shut down and shut up. I don't, I don't talk. I don't want to talk. I don't want to hear nothing. Like I understand you wanna you wanna get my brain off of you want me to stop thinking about the, the traumatic shit, but in my head, bro, I ain't even really thinking about it, bro. I'm trying to get my mind off of it. But in the process of if if I find myself talking about it or talking around it or people like cause I I, I don't think people actually understand that like sometimes they have a tendency to like come over and try to and try to make things right with you by trying to talk you through the situation when in actuality all I wanna do is not think about the situation. Like I, I, I'd rather for it to, like, hit me. I back away from it. And I come back to it when I'm ready. I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it right then and there. But it, it, it almost feels like, like, in good nature of everybody, because I, I understand why people do it. They, they try to help you out. But everybody ain't like that, man. Sometimes I want to, I want to be left alone. I want to be left in my own shit so I can deal with it the way I need to deal with it. When I'm ready to talk, I'm ready to talk about it. But I can't have someone like. Not necessarily breathing down my neck, but kind of like on my back or over my shoulder, trying to watch over me. And like, I'm here for you if you need it, man. I'm here for you if you ne- if you need it. And I don't necessarily need it. Don't force me to feel that way because then it's gonna really put me in a, in a depressed state. You see, in that, and I and I hear what you're saying, bro. But there's an avenue for everything. Feel me? That being said, there's because I I used to shut down, bro. I used to like if shit went left, I used to shut down and I I closed myself off from the world. 
You're I not going to hear from me. I mean, and occasionally, so occasionally I still step back into that shoe, but I try not to, you feel me? But here's my thing. When I say sometimes you, like most times, most times, a lot of times, all you really need to do is just speak that shit. Talk your shit. You need somebody that you can talk your shit to, right? That being said, I, I and I've done it. I have gladly called somebody or went up to somebody and, and been like, look, I don't want you to say shit, bro. Don't comment on nothing. Don't say shit, bro. This is not for you to, this is not me leaning on you for a shoulder to cry on. This is me getting my voice. I need my voice to be heard real quick. Don't say shit. Don't comment. Once this, once this conversation is done, boom. And then I talk my shit and I walk away. A lot of people got to understand that sometimes it's good to give advice. And then sometimes I just need you to listen. Don't say nothing. Don't comment. Don't try to help me fix the situation. I just need you to listen. Because at this point, I just need to vent. I just need to get whatever I got off my chest. And that's a great area, though. That's a great area because it's like, you got to you gotta pick and choose your battles. So you got to know, know when you want to vent. I got to know... I got to know when to speak in that situation. You feel me? Like when you come up to me and you, and you start talking your shit, 90% of the time, I'm a listen. I'm a just, I'm a just listen. And I'm a, I'm going to give you little cues and little, little hearsay, let you know that I'm, I'm still engaged in this conversation with you. So I'm going to be like, damn, that's crazy. For real, keep going. Let it all out. I'm going to say those little things to, to, to let you know that I'm listening. And right now what I'm doing is the hat that I got on is, I'm portraying you as somebody who, because most men, we do figure out our situation. So that being said, both of the time, I'm, I got the hat on, I'm just listening, bro. Just talk your shit. Now, you're going to give me, if you want me to speak, you're going to give me an opening for that. You're going to say something like, bro, Bajay, how could this happen? And you're going to look at me for an answer. You're going to stop everything you're doing, and you're going to look at me for that answer. In that moment, that's when I said, okay, bro's ready for me to, bro wants me to talk. So I heard all this. This is how I feel about that exact question you asked. Once you respond, I'm going to let you go. When you start talking your shit again, talk your shit. Get that shit out, though. You need to, you, we, what, as men, what we need is we need a, a safe haven, a, a place, or a, a, a person. You need somebody that you can talk to and, and bitch your shit to because carrying the, wor- uh, the weight of the world on our shoulders is, that's just a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's just a lot. One thing I heard yesterday, bro, and I ain't gonna say who I heard it from, but one thing I heard yesterday, and it really like, I I, I wanted to hit on it, was if somebody vent to you, or somebody trying to talk to you, that aggressive shit, like you know how somebody get aggressive or they be like, you can do this, like, it's not always called for. It's not. It's, it's not. not. Like don't don't try and like force somebody to. If you would do the situation differently, that's fine. But then don't try and put that on somebody and tell them how to handle that situation. And let me touch on that, right? So, first of all, Shalita Brown in the uh, comments said, I shut down two of my issues. I respectfully get people to leave me alone. Uh, so, straight up, uh, to, to let you know what I do is I literally just tell people straight up, like, look, I, I, I understand you want to help me out. But real talk, I, I just don't, I don't have it in me to, like, really talk about it right now. Um, I can, I can, I can back that up. That man, that man, literally texted our group chat earlier this week. He said what he was going through, and then right after he responded with, "Don't call me right now because I don't want to talk about it." Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just straightforward. Like, but some people, people gotta respect that. Yeah, because everybody got their own room, and everybody got to their me, own special room. So to me, know. I feel like if I tell you that and you don't respect it, and you still trying to talk to me, bro, we not, we honestly we gotta disconnect. Yeah. So I'm either going to put you on a block list or I'm going to just silence your messages because you're not listening to what I'm trying to say. That's it. Now, what I did was, when he said that, what I did was later on, I hit him up and said, all I said was, bro, you good? That man responded with, the, I'm going to call you in a little bit. Bruh, and a little bit later, bro, called me. I didn't hit him with, bro, you good. I said, hey, you on the game? I'm going I'm to go, you on the game? Let's go on the game. We're going to get on the game. When you feel like you want to talk about it is when you feel like when you want to talk about it. I'm not going to force you to talk about it. That's my point. I'm not, I didn't force him to talk to me about nothing. I literally said, are you good as in, because I know SB and I know how SB shuts down and I know what happens when SB shuts down. All I'm giving you is a wellness check. You yeah. good, bro? Bro said, I'm good, bro. I'm straight. I'm going to call you in a little bit. Bet that. Left him alone. About an hour or two later, bro, called me. He talked his shit. Bro, we, bro me and bro sat on the phone for like Maybe an hour and a half, two hours, bro. I'm supposed to be folding laundry. Bro, talk shit to me at the end, bro. You supposed to be folding laundry this whole time. When I shut everything, I was supposed to be going down because you opened up. He was ready to talk. I'm gonna sit on that phone and let you talk your shit. Yeah, yeah. That's supposed to be. I'm gonna give you my 100% undivided attention, and when you and and he can tell you, he may not even remember the whole conversation that we had, but he can go back, and I guarantee you, not one time in that conversation that I was like, "Well, I do this." Yep. Well, I do that. I'm just listening to him. I'm listening to him. I let him go. I let him talk his shit. And I just said, well, bro, how do you, how do you feel? How do you feel about it? You, what, what do you think is going to happen next? It's not up to you to tell him what he's going to do in that situation. It's, it's not my decision. That's, he's a grown man, bro. He gotta, but he, what he needed in that moment was to talk his shit. Yep. He didn't need me to come over there and be like, oh, it's time for me to be big brother and be like, hey, nigga, you going to handle it this way. No. He needed to vent. Yep. Vent. But step out, but stepped outside. He had a uh, what you have a black and mild. Mm-hmm. Bro had a black and mild. I think he had some alcohol with him. Bro stepped outside, talking shit like we used to do when we was in when we was both in Cali. We stepped outside. We'll talk our shit with him over a black and mild or a cigar, over some liquor. We vent that shit out, and then you go back to yourself and you be like, okay, now that I got it out, the weight is lifted. I can see clearly now. I can think clearly now. Yeah. This is how I'm gonna move on with the situation. Yeah. Another thing I want to say is, like, we got to realize there's a difference between shutting down and taking time for yourself. Exactly. 100%. Say that again. Because if I take time for myself, I'm taking time to think about the situation. I'm trying to think about solutions. I'm trying to think about this and that. Shutting down. So the reason I say that is because when I used to, I used to shut down and I'm not talking about it and I just want to be close to the world. That's what started my 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 drinking. And that's when I realized like drinking because of issues is not good. So all the men out there that's listening, for all the women out there that's listening, if you got an issue and you drinking because of it, stop. Because you're gonna put yourself in the hole. Don't do it. Hey, let me carry that. I, so, so, so. I put my I put myself in a hole. And that's why I, I I'm glad and you said it earlier, you said I went and seek help. I didn't. I had, so I had a breakdown and someone, someone, Alexis Williams, if you're listening, she called the chaplain and had him come talk to me. And that's what started that, me talking to the chaplain for four months. Yeah. 
this, this is why, because I remember you telling me, I remember you telling me that, bro. Somebody took you. You ain't tell me the name. You just said somebody took you to, uh, what I say, the reason I say you went and seek help because after that first encounter with the chaplain, after that first encounter, you could have been like, all right, cool, boom, and walked away. But you didn't for four months straight. You you seen that one situation made you feel better? So you went and talked for four months straight every day. I went and poured a drink and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I don't have to take this drink. Yeah. You don't have to. It's, it's like I told you, bro. It's like I told you, my bad for cutting you off as me. But it's like I told you, bro. Um, when I told you, bro, I said 2018, the year 2018 was the best slash worst year of my fucking life. I literally, all my problems, I turned to drinking. There was not a day in 2018. Well, there was. It was, it was my little stretch of restriction. Other than restriction day, other than that restriction, uh, 45 days of restriction, bro, I was drinking. Every day, on cue. I had a lot going on on that like in that in that year, but one day I I woke up, bro, and I realized like I still remember that shit, and I and I, and I hold on to that day near and dear to me. Uh, I woke up one day and was like, drinking is not the solution, so I stopped drinking. Not stopped drinking, but I didn't drink, and I went to help. I went and handled that situation. So where now, I don't drink because I'm going through something. I drink because I want to drink. Yeah. I drink because I like being drunk. I don't drink because I'm mad or sad or depressed. Or, no, I drink because I'm happy. Hey, I drink because that's just what I do. Hey, this, this is what needs to be said, though, right? So, Shalita, I hope we, I hope we uh, touched on your point there, uh, like, wholeheartedly. Um, but I'm here to tell y'all, like, the point that Mike made about do not come aggressive is a very important point because I'm here to tell you very. when me and John... I'm not shut down, man. That's going to make me shut down. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, when me and Jock were in at, uh, in California together, like wholeheartedly, I, he stood behind me, I stood behind him. The problem came in when I moved to Virginia by myself. And a lot of people don't know this, and I don't even think I told Jock about it. I drunk, when, when, I, was, when I was with my first child's mother, I was depressed. And I was, I was depressed but beyond depression. And when I say that, I mean, I was drinking every day, three times a day. I didn't have a job. So every bottle of liquor in there was a part of the last dime that I had. So that should tell you for one where I, where I started from mentally. And when I when I was drinking, my drinking, I never told my mom about it. I never told my aunt, never told my brothers, never told Jock. And Jock was the closest thing to me. You did, t- you did tell me. You did tell me. You did tell me. Because I remember, because, bro, you got to remember back then we was on FaceTime all the fucking time, bro. So every single time, every, which was still part of my 2018 years. So every time we got on FaceTime, we had a drink together. Yeah. And see, well, I, I, just, I guess I didn't really go like full detail. So I, I was drinking to the point where I was, I was drunk. Like I, I would, it was no sugarcoating. Like I was drunk. I was driving on the street, had my child in the car and, and God honest truth, bro. I regret every decision I made. <laughs> boy, you fool. So I was drunk every single place. And I don't, I don't necessarily know uh, where everybody lives as far as, you know, location in the United States. But when I stayed in Virginia, I actually stayed in Chesapeake, Virginia, and I used to drive over a bridge to Hampton. And Hampton's bridge is nothing but water. And I can tell right. you 17 times where I actually drove across that bridge and I thought about driving off of it. And I don't think anybody actually understands the severity behind it. 
because that breakup wasn't just a regular breakup for me. It was a breakup because I, I, I sacrificed so much and I did so much. And I had gotten so far, mm-hmm. I just felt like it was just the end all be all. And I disappointed so many people, but let alone I, I disappointed myself above any above anybody else for my own personal reasons. And I, I was literally turning myself into a drinkaholic, man. Like I, I literally went into the depressed state where I was drinking and I didn't have a support system. Yeah, I could have called my mom, but my mom ain't gonna do nothing to tell me to come back home, find me a way to get back home and have me living under her roof until I got my, my got my life situated. I didn't want to be hounded about going to therapy. I didn't want to be hounded about talking about it about what I was going through. I just wanted to deal with it my, my my way and myself. And that was the first time I actually thought about committing suicide. And again, this is something that a lot of people don't necessarily like listen to with men because men go through some of the most depressing things that we have to go through because of the standard. And the standard is a man is supposed to be a man. And if you don't know what a man is defined as, a man is defined as a, a provider. A man is de- uh, defined as someone who controls every narrative in that household. A man is someone that everyone looks to even when there's another party in the house to help. A man is a man. Is a man. And, and no matter how you look at it, we're always going to be held to a different standard. Yes, we know mothers do everything. We know mothers do the cleaning, the cooking, the, 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 the love and affection of the kids and the household, turning the house into a home. They do so many things for us. But as a man with an umbrella, we have to make sure nothing falls onto our roof and damages our, our roof and, and, and makes our roof collapse on top of the family. We have to make sure that finances are taken care of. We have to make sure that no matter what the situation is, everybody in that household is smiling every single day, every single point in the day. We have to make sure that no matter what, everything is secure. And people don't understand under that umbrella what secure means. And secure is everything from financial to emotional to, to physical, tangible, uh, theoretical, like logical thoughts, everything under the sun. And we have so much weight to put on us. So when we finally crash and we finally realize we failed in that situation, that's going to either do one or two things. It's either going to make that man stronger and figure out how the fuck to get through it or make a man go into the depression state where I went through and damn near committed suicide three times. How many times does a man have to tell you that he needs help? How many times does a man need to tell you that he needs love? How many times does a man have to tell you he needs support? And the one thing I can tell anybody that my mother said to me recently is if you're with somebody, they have to be your partner. Absolutely. They, can, yeah. they have to be your backbone. They have to be your support. Okay. Even if you don't have that as your support, you got to have somebody in your in your corner to be your support. And it has to be 100 Absolutely. like I said. Because in that moment in Virginia, when I was driving across some bridges, my child's mother was gone for two weeks. In those two weeks, I had plenty of opportunity to do what I needed to do. I chose not to because at the end of that other side of that bridge, I went to my brother's now current fiance to go talk to her. And she didn't even know how much she, she meant to me at the time because she was another reason why I was still there. I had to make it to her. Because if I didn't make it to her by a certain time, I knew what I was capable of doing. I didn't have in, in California, I didn't have to think about the shit because Jock was there. Jock was across the street. Theoretically, like we was in the same subdivision. I go, I go over to the stop sign, make a left, go down two stop sign, make another left, I'm at the house. See the first house on the left. I know that house. Right there. That's where we were, bro. That's how close we were. It wasn't even a five-minute drive. But that's what I had to turn to. And so when people tell you that men go through things mentally, you have to understand that it's a literal mental thing. We don't have everybody to talk to. So when we get to that point where we feel like we lost it all, you gotta understand that's where we are. Yo, let me tell you, let me tell you something, bro. And I keep telling people this. I play some of my pro football. Jock notice. Yeah. I take that time 
my Tuesday, my Thursday, my Saturday. It's my time. For three hours, I don't got to think about bills. I don't got to think about my kid. I don't got to think about my wife. I'm on the field. And right now, I'm thinking about we got to win this game. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. It's crazy that you brought that up because you just made me think about something that I told you. When you were talking, you remember back when you was like, bro, should I still be playing football? Like, would I, if, if, I was, if I was not in football, would this situation still be happening? And I told you to your face. I, that, was, that was the one time I ever rejected you while you was bitten to me. And I said, stop it. Stop it right there. Because you need that. That's what men need. We need to find another outlet to, to get, you know, to express ourselves yeah. the way we like to do instead of, because uh, I used to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm a man that, I, I, I'm a man who, who can admit it. I, what I used to do, bro, when I was going through my shit, I used to come home, but I ain't had shit, bro. All I had was an old lady in the house and a son in the house, two kids in the house that I had to go take care of. So what I used to do, if I wasn't going to uh, kick it with SB, or, and especially when SB left California and, came, and, and drove to Virginia, what I used to do, bro, is I used to pull up to the house and I'd sit outside for like 20 minutes to an hour in the car, listening to music, finding myself, because I got to walk in the house and be the man, the the same man that he was just talking about, where I gotta, I gotta be the umbrella. I gotta make sure everybody, make sure everybody happy. But I had to, I found a way to take time to myself. What we need to do is, uh, as men, is don't rely on it like by just car, unless that's just your prerogative. If that's what you just enjoy doing, by all means. What I do now is I go to the gym. The gym is like my second home, third home, because work is the second home. We be in that motherfucker so much, but. <laughs> But at the end of the day, bro, at the end of the day, bro, and if you think I'm lying, I'm, if, you, if I'm lying, I'm dying, bro. I will tell that man, Mike, the only time I do not go to the gym, the only time me and bro do not go to the gym is if work keep us later than we anticipated. If work comes in that motherfucker and we out of there, first day Mike going to hear from me. Hey, what you going to do, bro? Oh, I'm headed to the gym. Mm-hmm. Mike might be like, and, and Mike's response. Cause he he kind of uses that as a as a as an avenue as well. When he's not in football, he uses the gym as an avenue. What Mike's response is, and I've seen it countless times. Mike could be like, you know what? I got shoes, shorts, and a shirt in the car. I'll meet you there. Mm. That's that's my avenue. We need something to help express ourselves. That's how I stepped away from using drinking as my coping mechanism. To instead of doing that. I go pick shit up and put shit down, bro. I go, I go in that motherfucker. I go to the gym and and Mike has seen it. SB, you've been you've been on the courts with me, but you've never you've never been to the gym gym with me. But I go in that motherfucker. I will drown myself in music, and I will lift. I will lift shit that people my size should not be lifting, <laughs> but I'll do it. I'll be in that motherfucker just going dumb, going crazy. Hey, the other day. I don't know what, what was going through my head, but me and that boy hit the club, and he watched it. I took this white boy for like three games straight, bro. Oh, well, we, the last time we went who? And you know what's funny? You know what's funny is, huh. all right, y'all, let's run them. Let's run them off the court real quick. What? I missed six months in a row. Crazy. And, but the thing about it was, like, that's how, that's how back, in, back then when, when me and Ezra was going through our shit, that's how we did it. Before we turned to drinking, 
it'd be like, we'll go to the courts, we'll give niggas 30. We'll run six, seven, eight games. We'll leave the courts, we'll either go straight to my house or his house. That's when we pick up that cigar, and we pick up that liquor, and we drink, and we smoke, and we... That, in that moment, the court is where where you can put yourself in your mind, and that's the time that you need to build yourself up ready to talk. Then we get to each other, and it's just me and him. Now I can talk. Now I feel better. Now I feel like I can, I can express myself. We express ourselves. We be like, all right, bro. We go our separate ways, and the first thing, I'll see you tomorrow. And I get home. There's been, there's been times where I done went home and SB had texted me and be like, damn, I needed that. There's been times where I done went home, I done text SB, damn, that was a good-ass day. We needed that. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. But we need what, as men, what we need to do when it comes to our mental health is we need, because we, we men are so fucking prideful. I think it's natural in our DNA. You need to find an avenue to cope, and then you need to have your supporting cast that's going to help you get through your situation. Even if your supporting cast ain't doing shit, but sitting there and listening. Hey, can I ask y'all a question? What's up? What's up? What do y'all define as a broken home? Um, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say a broken home is when the mother and the father are separated. Because if the father's in life, I don't feel like it's a broken home. They just, they're going through their things. That's real. That's real. I, I, feel, I, like feel, a, like, I feel like a broken home is, and I'm just going to say the father, just because that's the general idea, but when one parent decides, I don't want to be a parent anymore. Absolutely. That's, that's what I consider a broken home. That's when a broken one home. Parent, because now the child yeah. only has... And I'm not saying only has the child only can look can look through one provider and can't find the other one. So it's a it's a yes and a no. I agree with you, but I slightly disagree because it's like uh, when a parent walks away. Yeah, when a parent can when a parent can go half on a baby, look at that baby and walk away. That's a broken home. I'm gonna think broken home, but. I kind of don't because I look at my situation and my son's mom walked away. Uh, but he gets that that same love that he was looking for in her. He gets that for somebody else. He gets it in me, but it's not just me. He gets it from a, a, a woman that he looked up to as a mother figure. And I can I Cam when Cam is uh, older and Cam realizes shit and Cam gets a looking back on his life. He's going to go up thinking, oh, I grew up in a broken One day, it's going to click to him. I know it's going to because it clicked in my head, uh, clicked in my brother's head. But I didn't grow up bad. It was actually, it wasn't as broken as I might think. Everything was, I mean, did, did you get the love that you needed? Did you need it? Absolutely. Did you get the stuff that you needed? Absolutely. So a broken home is kind of hard. It's a, a, my biggest thing is, is, is if a parent... If a parent walks away and just doesn't don't want nothing to do with that child, but the other parent that stepped up kept it that way, kind of like per se, like I, I didn't go look out for somebody, I didn't go look for myself, you know, that I want in my life, that I want to bring in my child's life. If it if it was literally just me and Cam and I didn't have no, I would consider that a broken home. Like, bro, I ain't I ain't even go look for nobody. I said it to the world. 
All right, fellas, pull a shot. Well, yeah, I, pull a shot. I'm going to give you all my, my perspective, all right? That's yeah, a, I need that. Pull a shot. Hold on. I need to pull it. All right, come on. Hey, y'all stand by for Big Mike right here, man. I'm I love the bottle. My boy always uh, waiting on Mike. He finna go get that cheap at ENJ, my boy. Stop playing. <laughs> nah, he finna go get that fucking <laughs> Hey, look. As soon as we take this shot, man, I'm gonna give y'all my, my perspective. Well, I'm gonna read some of y'all well, questions. I'm gonna well, read some of y'all comments. Well, while while we while we're sitting here waiting on Mike for a shot, Mike, question. What what made you choose that background? Oh, I really wanted to hit on that too. So we was talking about men. Go like that real quick. Okay, okay, okay. Explain, explain. I so like we were talking talk about men's emotions and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And how uh, each of us had had our different coping me- mechanisms and shit like that. One thing mm-hmm. I learned growing up, growing up, and in my journey to become a man is that when you go through shit, you got to find your happy place. And that's why I touched on the football aspect of my life because everybody know I play sports my whole childhood. That's my happy place. I don't care if I'm hooping. I don't care if I'm on the baseball field. I don't care if I'm on the football field. That's my happy place. That's where I can say... Shit, I can just be me. I ain't even gotta worry about nothing. Cause I know in myself I can do all of this. Yeah. And I can probably do all of it better than 87% of the world. Cause it's only five percent to get to the NBA and seven to get to the NFL. Yep, that's true. So that's my happy place. Find your happy place. So find your happy place. All right. From my perspective, so my perspective of a, a broken home is like y'all, y'all said, uh, you know, when a family walks out or a person in the family walks out, um, here to tell you, they ain't the only reason. But another reason that you can kind of <laughs> look at, um, there's an issue with, well, you know, I don't even know how to word it. Right uh, just say it, bro. You in the gentleman's club. We say that shit blunt. I mean, I don't know, man, but you gotta you gotta say things certain ways so people can really understand. So like I don't I, mean, yeah, I, too- I, I view it in a different way. So it, there's a problem that people ignore and it comes along the lines of people feeding their kids the wrong information. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that contributes more to a broken household than even a parent not being present. And even a, a parent not walking out. And what I mean by that is there's so many families, male and female, because they're all bitter. Okay? There's always somebody bitter in a relationship at some point. And yeah. not, I'm not, well, not, let me not say every relationship because every relationship doesn't end a bad way because my current relationship is not ending a bad way. It's ending actually in a, a pretty delicate manner. But there's so many toxic relationships that kind of lead to bitter antics that follow and proceed with negative inputs or inserts into their kids' heads. And it almost looks like a vendetta or an agenda to make your kids hate one parent more than the other. And that's actually what causes a broken home. And uh, Pierre actually said it's a double-headed sword. And in so many ways, I feel like it is double-headed, but I feel like it's it's only double-headed if you don't have the right perspective. So mm-hmm. if 
Bob and Sue have a kid, and Bob decides, I'm not happy in my relationship, and I haven't been happy in my relationship for two years. I'm going to go cheat. Sue decides that she's going to go creep and figure out what he's been doing for the last three months, and she figures out that he's actually having a secret affair. So they separate. Bob understands that, as a man, I made a mistake. I should have went about it a different way. And although I know I'm going to lose my family, I got to make it right by trying to stay involved in my life as much as possible. But Sue decides, Claire, you fucked me over. My heart broke. I need you to understand that you need to feel exactly what I feel. So every time these kids ask me something, I'm going to say it's your fault that our family isn't together. And again, ladies, I'm not saying it's just to say this all women, because there are men that do the same thing. There are men who are very toxic and who are very overwhelmingly childish in so many ways, and they go to the kids and say, well, your mother did this, your mother did that. I'm here to tell you, my father do the same shit all the time. Your mother had me in and out of jail. Your mother got me on child support. Nigga, you ain't even paid child support since I was like three. You know what I mean? Hello. And I, I looked at the facts. I don't, I don't look at or hear anything my mom says. I go find it for myself, and I figure out what the truth is, okay? There's a lot of un- unanswered questions that I have in my childhood, but at the end of the day, I'm going to go find the answers if I want to know those answers. But if I don't want to know those answers, I don't need to know them. And it's for a reason. But the problem is, there are too many instances of families, whether they be together in close-knit union or separate in their own individual lifestyles, and it's always that one person in the middle that's always feeding bullshit to kids. And the kids, believe it or not, are more of the family and more of the household gathering than the two adults are. I don't give a fuck what anybody yep. says. The father does not run that household and the mother does not run that household. Those fucking kids are everything in the household. And once you get those kids against one or the other parent, I swear to God, that ruins everything. Because once one kid starts realizing that I can take advantage of dad because he doesn't like mommy, and I'm going to use this against mommy every single time I get, and every time daddy tells me something about mommy, I'm going to believe it. Or every time mommy tells me something about daddy, I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to go against him. It ruins everything. And you can be a father and live in your own house, or you can be a mother and live in your own house regardless of who has the fucking kids. Those kids are literally going to be what's that household, what that household is about. So when I say kid, so when I when I say can what what what's what's the definition of a broken home or a broken household? That is my personal definition because those kids being fed lies or being fed information that they shouldn't know until they of age to really understand. That's what breaks child breaks those well, first, first off, I feel like if you decide to split with your spouse and y'all have kids, it's not your place to say anything. To your kid about your spouse. Exactly. Absolutely. That's that is what y'all went through. That is not you you're not supposed to oh mommy is this and daddy is it. That's not your place. That's one thing I pride myself on, Mike. One thing I pride myself on uh is talk, not talking about the baby mama. Through the situation, through everything that woman is drawing. One thing I would never do myself. I'll never let I never let him know that. Like in all honesty, that man. If if you walked into my house right now, if you've seen me do it, and you've asked me a question about some shit, before I get into that question, before I get into that answer, one thing I do is I look around, see where my son at. If my son's sitting right there, hey, bro, what you doing? Not shit. Oh, I'm just I'm just getting water. Go ahead, get your water. Because mm-hmm. you don't need to hear this. Get him out the way. You don't need to hear. This. Then to, to 
to add extra protection, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna tell you, let's step outside. I'm gonna go smoke. Yeah. So we're gonna go outside and smoke. Because I'm not I, I do not I don't I don't feel like he needs to know that. Yeah, and there's it's, only so it's, much clothes you can get from a kid. Only so much clothes you can get from a kid to hide it. I, I tell uh, you know, my everybody know everybody know me. My favorite fuck them kids. But I be bullshitting, fuck them kids. But my, I, I refuse to, to, to break my son in that aspect. I refuse to allow him to look at her like that. At the end of the day, bro, that's still your mother. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I will still bust your ass when it comes to your mother. You will respect her, and you're going to treat her as she's your mother. Exactly. I don't care what she did. Exactly. I don't care how she went about it. If she called me right now, bro, I bullshit you not. If she called me, this is exactly what you'll see. You'll see me take that headphone back. I'll say hello. One second. Call Cam downstairs. Take the phone. Go upstairs and go talk to your mother. Yeah. Go talk to her. Same exact way. Because my son got, talk to her. Because had an issue too. He, he in Virginia with his mom. Yeah, the I don't like you. You don't like who, nigga? Watch you don't like, I, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about none of that. Fuck about what me and her had going on in the past. I swear to God, you say anything disrespectful to her. At the end of the day, she I'm, is my child. I'm on your ass. She is your mother. I'm on your ass. I am on your ass, bro. I don't it's care just, about none of that. If you want to talk about that's another topic because then you got to think about it's it's yo what a it's, yeah it's it's people that will watch their child disrespect the other parent. That's it. They're okay with it. Like, the, let's, let's go a little bit of their moms. It's, it's people that be like, the father be like, oh, he said this today. And I corrected him. And the mom be like, well, I mean, oh, well. Like, that's not how that's supposed to go. I don't care what me and you went through. <laughs> You're that's your mom, that's your daddy. You still have that respect. Absolutely. Funny. I like literally anybody who knows me, y'all two know. I don't like my baby mama. Mm. I don't. I don't like her. But I'm cordial with her. Huh? I felt that. Uh, I, but I'm cordial with her, you feel me? So I remember uh, SB called me one day when I was still in Cali. This was right before I moved to Virginia and shit. But say, um, has Cam, ha, have you talked to, have you talked to Shorty? I was like, not really. She's been gone. You know, because she's been gone for, at that point, I think it was like a year. And he was like, so Cam ain't talked to him. And I laughed. And I told him, and I was like, yo, uh, actually he did. But he got on that phone. Because I thought the shit was, I, I thought it was funny. Because it's like, only reason I thought it was funny, because I'm like, he's starting to see. Cam is starting to pick up on shit. But he was laughing. I laughed because, yo, she got on the phone. And if he gets on the phone with anybody, he's excited. Y'all see the Cam. He, brother, thing, he didn't call me and be like, how Cam doing? Cam on the phone. Cam want to show him the world and back. He want to show him how he made it to the moon last night. But he got on the phone with her and he, she was like, oh, what you doing? He said, I'm playing with my toys. I'll talk to you later. I hung up on him. I laughed. I was like, damn, because he's starting to see that shit. But what I did... What I didn't tell nobody was how I got on his ass. I was like, hey, bro, like, I sat him down. He was, what, two, maybe three years old at the time. I sat him down. And I said, yo, I get it. I understand. 
At the end of the day, though, that's still your mother. The next time you talk to her, you will you will talk to her. You will not like that. That Loki just broke her heart. Yep. I'm not the one that's supposed to be caring about her feelings, and I don't care about her feelings, but I care about yours. I don't want you to grow up with resentment in your heart. I don't want you to grow up with hatred and and all that other all that negativity. I want you to grow up knowing that at the very end of the day, no matter what happens in this thing we call life, your mother and your daddy both loved you. We loved you in different ways. We loved you how we wanted to love you, but we loved you all the way to the end. And you were not disrespect your mother like that. And he was like, but you mad at her. And it threw me off because he's two years old telling me, but you mad at her. What I got going on is my business, where I'm grown. I'm, I'm the one who paid the bills in this motherfucker. But I tell you right now, even when she called me, no matter what, I do not disrespect her. She gave me, she gave me you. Why would I disrespect her? I got this, this little bundle of joy who walk like me, talk like me, act like me. Why would I disrespect that? Look Can like you got a big ass head like you do. You said, man, here your ass go. <laughs> Don't worry, because because when little four start growing up. Hey, I'm trying to tell you, boy. What? Hey, we got questions in the comments? Uh, nine a day, man. Uh, really just feedback from when we was talking and shit, but I, I pretty much hit them all. Uh, so we're gonna go and start wrapping up, man. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a, a compelling uh, next episode, man. If y'all stop by, um, hopefully y'all do, man. I hope y'all enjoyed the uh, podcast for the day, man. Uh, a little bit podcast with no shirt. Hey, that man jumping this bitch with no shirt, he gonna be doing this podcast by his goddamn self. But I'm not gonna be looking at that man this whole goddamn show. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you. If I would have hopped on this podcast with no shirt, you know how quick I'd have just. Let me hope this bitch off and put some baby oil on my chest. You would have been the only two niggas on this podcast. I'm going to do the podcast on there like that. Look, I would have broadcast and nobody ain't saying nothing. Why you bullshit? Watch, watch that shit happen. Now nah, I remember skyrocketing. Damn, I should have just went ahead and jumped in there a bit. Yeah, man. Hey, but shit. Now, look, y'all know what it is, man. Gentlemen's Club, man. As always, man, we love having y'all here. We love y'all feedback. We love when y'all come in and talk to us, man. We love when y'all come in and listen to our banter and shit. Um, but like I said, we're gonna have uh better and greater things in the future, man. We got a lot of things coming up soon. Uh, so in the meantime, man, every Sunday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think that's what nine o'clock Cali time. Uh, and it's uh, nine o'clock West Coast. Yeah, and uh, eleven o'clock Midwest. So you know what I'm saying. Whenever y'all get opportunity to tune in, man, tune in. We love to hear from y'all again. Um, in the meantime, man. I do want to say thank you personally for myself. Um, again, you can follow me on all social media, SGodSB, all uh, all social media and Twitch, uh, my YouTube as well for my gaming channel. Uh, and I'm going to let Mike, Mike and Jock uh, close it out, man. We'll, we'll get going, man. Yo, what's up, boys? It was fun. Y'all know next time we'll be right back at it. Uh, y'all can follow me, Bala Mike underscore Bala Mike one two three. Hey, we out there. I'm about to start a Twitch song. I'm I'm too good not to. <laughs> as you should, bro. As you should. first and foremost, I'd like to appreciate uh, the fellas that are that are in this podcast with me. I appreciate y'all. Uh, we we had great conversations just like we did last week. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Jockumentary. 
You can follow me on TikTok as The Real Jock. Please tune in uh, next week. I appreciate everybody that stopped by today. I appreciate uh, the people who haven't watched it but are going to watch later. I appreciate all that. All that we uh, uh, we appreciate all feedback that we get. <clears throat> and uh, to end the podcast, it's only right. What's up? Third shot's charm. I'm gonna give me some chips. Yo, I need like a cold one or something so I can pour a shot before you do that. Nah, my boy, get that. Cold word. Hey, hey, nah, 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 nah. What you just? You said what? Y'all gonna? What you just coming on my Facebook yesterday? Niggas gonna get tired of. Say for a shot. Hey, come on now, come on now. Ain't no one. It's for a shot. Know what we doing, man? Got my crown royal. Like, nigga, give me some chicken wings. Y'all fucking around. I'm home. Oh, I'm about to slid to America's best. I got to with me. Hey, by the way, it's going to be posted on YouTube, man. Just watch it on playback, bro. All good, bro. We love to have you next time. Who's that? Who's that? My boy, Buck. Shout out my boy, Buck. He better have a baby. Hey, hey, bro. Congratulations, bro. You becoming the father, my dude. Big time, big Shout time. out to you. Hey, is this, is, this his, is this his first shot? His first one, bro. Welcome to the world of the everybody that, man. It's lit. Hey, at any given time, bro, I don't care what you go through, just tell yourself you're the best father in the world. Make it happen, bro. Hey, nobody be better you, bro. Best father. Hey, you. Hey, so what you say his name was, bro? It's uh, the Mario. Fuck uh, with uh, what I need you to do, bro, is it's crazy that you, you tuned into this one. It's crazy how the world works. Listen, my boy, like SB said, be the best father in the world. Uh, congratulations, but please, please, please realize something. You have a support system, bro. Go get it. If you ain't got one now, go get it. Go find it. Use your support system. Use them motherfuckers to the wheels fall off. That support system is going to get you through everything. Sure. All right, man. With that being said, man, love y'all, man. Hope to have y'all back next week as well. In the meantime, playback if y'all need to playback if y'all missing the important parts or if y'all want to watch the whole podcast, man, it's going to be posted. It'll be posted to uh, Apple Music at some point or Apple Podcast at some point. But until then, man, love y'all. Peace. Hey, uh, no shirt on.